0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's A Religion. We seek to edify and encourage, build up, and point people to the one who created them. This is You, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. Specifically, we come to you from the Northwest Corner of the People's Republic of Illinois that I am hopeful someday will get split in half. And the half that wants to be a communist state of Chicago, Chicago land maybe, will be its own state. And the rest of us in what used to be Illinois, uh, the land of Lincoln, will be able to be the land of Lincoln again. And what a beautiful day that would be. So here at It's a Religion we like to start with God's Word. God's Word is the truth. God's Word is what points us to how we got here, why we're here, and how we should live. And there is an innate thing in all of us that knows that it's true. And The Bible says we suppress that truth and unrighteousness to be able to have our own way, to be able to carve our own path, to be able to do it my way, as the famous Frank Sinatra once said. But in reality, we don't do it our way. We can. I believe we have a free will that God has given us within the construct of what he's put together for his plan For time and purpose and humanity, as you will. But it's not about us. It's about Him. It's about His glory. It's about what He did to create us and what He's doing to sustain us. And you can put your faith and trust in all the world has to offer. Or you can trust in the one who created you. And live a life that leads to true life. Why God did it this way, I don't know. You'll have to ask him. If you put your faith and trust in him, you might have that opportunity someday. And I believe in God's character, the way he exhibits his character, he will tell you. But we are in the book of Genesis right now. So let's go to the word of God. This is Genesis 13. So Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him, into the Negev. Now Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and gold. And he journeyed on from the Negev as far as Bethel to a place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, or Ai, to the place where he made an altar at the first. And there Abram called upon the name of the Lord. And Lot, who went with Abraham, also had flocks and herds and tents, so that the land could not support both of them, dwelling together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. At that time the Canaanites and the Perizzites were dwelling in the land. The neighbor said to Lot, Let there be no strife between you and me, and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen for we are kinsmen. Is not the whole land before you? Separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, then I will go to the right, or if you take the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan Valley was well watered everywhere, like the garden of the Lord. And the land of Egypt, in the direction of Zor, this was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself all the Jordan Valley and Lot journeyed east, thus they separated from each other. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Now the men of Sodom are wicked, great sinners against the Lord. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward, for all the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. Arise, walk through the length of the breadth of the, and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and came and settled by the oaks of Amamre, which are at Hebron, and there he built an altar to the Lord. So we see. The history of Abram here starting out, he was in Egypt, he got lands, or not lands, but lots of stuff in Egypt. You know, he started out basically lying to them, saying that his wife was a sister, even though she kind of was a sister, stepsister or uh, half-sister. So supposedly he could say that, but uh, certainly the um, what he told them wasn't really true because she wasn't truly his sister uh because he was you know she was his wife but regardless he comes out of there and he's got a lot of stuff and his son or his uh brother's son lot has a lot of stuff his nephew and so they come into this new land and apparently there was room for him to plant their tents and their folks And they do so. So they're going to hang out in this new land for a while. And and, uh, they split company. And we see Lot moving over towards the east. And Abram settles in the land of Canaan. And God's like, look, this is where I want you. So it's good that you're here. And in the end, there's been a lot of strife over that land. And we're going to see why that is. I have my own theory, but... Um you know that's the original area where things happened where God put people to begin with in the Middle East and it's funny that even when the evolutionists start looking around at where they think man came from it still points to that area and so it's uh it's a very interesting deal when you get down to it so we have a history it's his story folks and we're not going to change it we can't change it he's written it down for us you can either trust in it or trust in what man's going to tell you is true which is typically a bunch of gobbledygook just like i i was looking at some of the election results uh in this country from last night and i just marvel so at at by the next morning you can't tell who won elections That is messed up. I'm sorry, but there should be no reason on God's green earth that we shouldn't be able to go to bed at... Well, I mean, with the exception of maybe Alaska and Hawaii, who are going to come in late, right, just because of where they are. But for the most part, in the contingent 48, you should be able to tell who won all the elections by the night it's over. It shouldn't take that long to count everything. But one thing the folks who don't put their faith and trust in God are good at is putting their faith and trust in government and people and power and wanting to have influence over other people. And I I don't believe that, uh, for instance, Fetterman won over Oz last night in Pennsylvania. I think I'm absolutely sure there was a lot of cheating in Philadelphia. I don't know that Pritzker won in Illinois over Darren Bailey because of the cheating that goes on in Chicago, and it's blatant. People, it doesn't—they don't even really hide it anymore because they know the news media won't report it. So it's it's a sad state of affairs when it comes to humanity, and even in the Western culture because we've lost our way. We've consistently trying to push God out of institutions and, and things, and it just doesn't, uh, it doesn't bode well, folks. It's going to be an ugly deal, which is unfortunate. But, but be encouraged because, you know why? We're part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken, a kingdom that cannot be moved, a kingdom that has a king, and his name is Jesus the Christ, Jesus Christ. Jesus Messiah who's going to return for his own someday and the kingdoms of this earth will be no more they will be an afterthought they will be a uh, blip on the screen of life so hmm. Lord God Almighty, thank you for a new day. Thank you that uh, you are in control. And no matter what happens in our political process, we can put our trust and faith that you know what you're doing. And you are the one who put us here. You are the one who sustains life on this planet. And it's not by any act of Congress that we're going to maintain that life on this planet. It's by your authority and control. So we thank you that we can trust in that. So... Please bless this day, Lord. We love you and praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Thanks for stopping by, everybody, and we'll uh talk with you soon. Thank you, Lord, for the small things Like me and her on a porch swing For summer nights and fireflies And the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs Then that's all I need to get down on my knees done for.